0: Hey guys, welcome to the Go Encourage podcast where I talk to real people about real life, trying to gain some insight from their personal experiences and their journey from fear to courage. Today in the studio, I'm joined by Pastor Emily Parker, who is a pastor, a mother, a wife, and just an incredible public speaker. So really excited to have her on. Let's get started. And here I am with Pastor, Emily Parker. Hi, Emily.
1: Good afternoon, Rex Spanger. How are you?
0: I'm good. How good. are you today?
1: Yeah, I'm all right. Thank you.
0: Excellent. Um, what are you drinking?
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be the weirdest answer you have <laughs> on the podcast. I am drinking a summer fruits double strength hot squash.
0: Hot, hot squash. <laughs> yeah. With, with lovely hot, hot boiling water. Yeah. And if
1: you have a cold, have hot squash with a bit of honey. Ooh. It's delightful.
0: Hmm.
1: I'd highly recommend. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we'll put a link in the description yeah, for the yeah. recipe. How about yeah. that? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Although it's not very complicated.
1: No, if you get that wrong, you need some some. We lessons. need some help, don't we? Yeah, yeah you yeah.
0: Do. <laughs> I um, it's become a little bit of a tradition on this show mm-hmm. to ask our guest what their name means. Do you know what ah, Emily okay. means?
1: I do actually. Ooh. So Emily, can I tell my my um. First name and second name, yes, of
0: course.
1: So, my first name's Emily, my middle name's Siobhan. Mm -hmm. Um, Emily actually means to work hard, interesting, and Siobhan means by the grace of God. And so, I've when I found that out, I loved it together because I was like, You work hard, but by the grace of God, so it's not just like I'm striving to achieve things, but I do it under
0: the grace of God. Amazing. And how old were you when you found out what that meant?
1: Um, maybe like in my early 20s. Okay, yeah.
0: Because I wonder how that would have impacted the way that you think about yourself. Yeah.
1: No, I don't think I knew that beforehand. Right. And if I look at myself as a teenager, I'm not sure to work hard would have necessarily been a description of my life. (laughs) (laughs) So when I found out, I was like, so then by the grace of God was a really helpful addition. (laughs)
0: Right. Yes, yes, yes. So it's him, not you. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) basically. Amazing. Um, so, where are you from? For people who are listening who don't know who you are, where are you from? Um,
1: well, easy answer okay. is England. England. <laughs> um, <laughs> yep, I uh, I was born in Bagshot. Okay. So, which
0: is southeast? S- yes, sorry, sorry, sorry.
1: I'm um, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but then I moved to Switzerland when I was six. Oh wow. Um, so I lived there four years, and then when we came back from Switzerland, I lived in Cambridgeshire for ten years. And now I'm back down southeast in Berkshire, in, Bar- in Bracknell, in Bracknell, in Bracknell. In Bracknell. <laughs> in Bracknell.
0: Uh, is there a big difference between all of those three places? Yes,
1: <laughs> There
0: is. Are you, are you comfortable telling us which of the three places you loved the most?
1: Oh, for different reasons. For different then reasons. Definitely not more, one more than the okay, other. Okay, that's
0: fair. Yeah. I like a bit of diplomacy. Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> what did you like about Switzerland?
1: Um, well, so because um, we went out there when I was primary school aged, mm. obviously so we, we went to school there. But we went to an international school. Oh, nice. Um, and that was an amazing experience, I think, for me as a child. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think helped me with like self-confidence and being courageous in Ooh, that sense. Interesting. Because you had to you were in you were in classes with people from all different nationalities. Mm-hmm. Um, completely different to um prime I'd been at primary school for two terms in England. So obviously hadn't got that embedded in, but you still get used to a certain way of what school is like, and it's very different. Like there's no school uniform, like it's different curriculums, Mm. different way of teaching You're, you have to learn to get along with, and you're friends with people from all different cultures, Mm. backgrounds, nationalities, um, you're in a country where, you know, none of the signs are in your language that you first started learning as a kid. Um, so I think for me, that was an amazing experience um as a child to have that.
0: And which part of Switzerland? Left, right? East West, I should um, say. Left right. I
1: don't
0: know.
1: It was Basel, which I think is the north. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, Basel. I think I No, that's Baden.
1: But I don't get confused. Where's Baden. Less- is that in Switzerland? <laughs> yeah it's in Switzerland. <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I think it's like sort of Zurich way. oh that side. okay you know you got Geneva on one side yeah. and Zurich on the other side. I
1: think Basel's up the top. Right. The if top. anyone's listening and knows better you can correct Yes, you can correct us. <laughs> um
0: and then Cambridge
1: yes um i mean cambridge is beautiful it's beautiful beautiful to be there um i was just a really i think for then that's where my teenage years were right um up until university um yeah it was just it was an awesome i went to a a secondary school that was a a village secondary school and Mm -hmm. then i went to sixth form in the center of cambridge wow which was a really cool experience um yeah really enjoyed it
0: what's what's it called when you're on the boat
1: punting punting that's yes. it. my brother was a cambridge punter was he yeah did the tours for people Amazing. so he could tell you much more than i could
0: cool and did you, you get a few free rides maybe or did you have to pay Do like no, a i don't bus? know
1: if I actually ever did oh, okay. i feel like he needs to pay for me to go on once yeah i, I think that's fair it.
0: older younger brother
1: 18 months younger.
0: 18 months younger. And is it the two of you? Have you got Yes, any
1: just the two of us, just okay. me and my brother.
0: And did he go out to Switzerland as well? You were both out Yeah, there, yeah. yeah, our whole family went. Whole family so
1: went. Um, my dad's job, he got a job out there, mm-hmm. um, took us out there to Switzerland.
0: Cool. Yeah. Awesome. And now you're in Bracknell. And now I'm in Bracknell. <laughs> <Okay. Boxer. laughs> um And you're married as well? Yes, We're just trying married. to paint a picture of who yes, you are. Yes, that's so. who I am.
1: Yeah. Um, been married for... Uh, just over five and a half years now, wow. um, Ooh. which I mean, I'm for, for a seasoned married person like yourself feels like nothing, but to me no, it feels we, like a good, it's innings. a season. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Five and a half years. Five and a half years. Um, so yeah. And have one, uh, Lord toddler who's two in January called Samson. Yeah.
0: And, um, anything in the future, maybe anyone uh, on the horizon to join Samson, maybe. Maybe. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe. This is our the second time we've had a guest on the show. That's pregnant. Yay! <laughs> we love life. Yes. Life is good. <laughs> um when you were a young girl, thinking back to in maybe Switzerland days or even <clears throat> before then, uh, did you have a dream about what you wanted to be when you were older?
1: Um so, so yeah, I mean I went through like a bunch of different ideas. Sure. Um nothing super significant about any of them um and but there was quite a significant thing I do remember when I was a bit older so when I was younger it was like teacher or like then I moved into wanting to be like a fashion journalist and then um what else did I want to be I don't know, I thought at one point because I did quite a lot of athletics, maybe I'd pursue that a bit more. Right, um, next Olympian. Yeah, you know that <laughs> was that was the dream, um, but never really like there was never like this is what I want to be from a young age. But right. when I think was a bit older, maybe probably gearing towards late teens, early twenties. I remember just knowing I wanted to do something that helped people. Right. Like that was literally my premise. Like okay. whatever I end up doing, I want to be something that helps people in some way. And mm-hmm. I really didn't know what that was. Um, and what's even more hilarious, if you know what I'm doing now, which we can e- explain as well. Um, or you did, didn't you? Did you explain what I, what I do
0: now? Well, we're going to get, yeah, we'll yeah, get okay, into that. Yeah. Get yeah. Get.
1: Yeah. Um, so I I knew I wanted it to be in Europe. Mm-hmm. Like I Ooh, wanted to do something that helped people in Europe. That's all I knew. This was, wow. and this is probably before, like I'd really got on my path, like with Jesus, cause mm. I'm a Christian. Like mm. I'd known about Christianity, but hadn't really lived it right. up until this point. So, but I got this like before that, that point. So wow. that's kind of what I knew I wanted to do. Amazing.
0: And why Europe? Why at that age? I, I think
1: maybe because I'd lived in Cause, Switzerland. Cause of Switzerland. Yeah. Oh, and so I just always like felt connected. And mm. when we were in Switzerland, there was quite a lot of stuff going on um, in, I don't want to get it wrong now, I think in Bosnia. Right. Um, and there was like, so we used to write letters to like um, orphanages or people who were affected by some civil unrest mm. in some of those nations. Right. And so there'd always been that kind of, I think, Maybe started that connection or link there.
0: Amazing. And it leads on to the next question really yeah. well. What do you actually do yeah. now? So,
1: uh, so now I am pastor of Flow Church uh, alongside my husband. Mm-hmm. And um it is a church with a vision to reach the continent of Europe. <laughs> so I literally help people <laughs> in Europe. Yay. So, which is how that whole thing was really bizarre when I realized
0: that. I think you're the first guest on the show that. Uh, had an ambition that you're actually doing that, now. That's amazing! Yes. Yay! We should we should we should have prizes. Yeah, it should. <laughs> where's the
1: confetti? Yeah, where's it? <laughs>
0: um. Okay, so can can you tell us a little bit more about you being a pastor? What does that look like? And
1: um, yeah, being a pastor is definitely a very unique job role to have. It's right. not nine to five office hours in one place. Okay. It's twenty four seven and can be anywhere. Um. And has many different demands on it. So um, there's only my husband and I currently Mm. like uh, the only full-time employees currently. Currently. Believing for future. Bit of growth. um, Employed at Flow Church. So um, there's obviously a lot of like the organizing stuff I can, you can imagine you'd have to do with church. Like we obviously do all of that stuff, like around venues Mm. and teams and looking after people, that kind of stuff. But then there's also the. The, the role of actually like pastoring people is actually getting alongside them and, mm. and helping them and helping them grow, helping them develop, like, you know, making sure your church is going in the right direction. Mm. Biblically, we're following the Bible, you know, right. listening to God, um, for what he, we think he's saying about what Flow Church should do next. Mm. Um, so like, a job description for a pastor is like nigh on impossible, I sure, think, to sure. nail down. But yeah, it's, it's a bit of a flavor of it.
0: And, and you know, for people who don't use the term pastor or mm-hmm. quite understand what that yes. is. Uh, could you could you speak to that? Maybe would you say it's a church leader? Would you say it's a it's the equivalent of a priest in a church sure. that kind of thing?
1: um like both and more mm-hmm. um so pastor within the bible is is a bit more synonymous with the word shepherd right um so if that's helpful when people imagining and picturing like the role of a shepherd like mm-hmm. looking after your flock looking out for danger guarding the the gate mm-hmm. you know you're there to kind of help a group of people um to make sure they stay in the, the things of God that, you know, are Mm -hmm. best for them and looking out for distractions or things that are going to take them kind of off course. And Mm. then, you know, how does church then help, um, people do that? So, you know, does our worship do that? Does when we, Mm. you know, um, teach from the Bible, how does that do that? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, when we sit and have counsel with people, how does that do that? Um, so yeah, that's kind of, in short, my husband would probably be far better <laughs> explaining it. No, no, this, it, is, but, great. this is great. This um, Yeah, that's that's a short kind of version of 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 what, what it a, what is. A, what yeah, it's is. not a very common word in England. Yeah, when I fill in forms, people are like, pastor, pa- <laughs> pastor, pastor. They're like, is that vicar? And yeah. I'm like, sure. It's it's it, that's the language that people understand because that's sure. been the dominant framework of church within England within England. Yeah. Um, but it's it's yeah it's a its that, but encompasses I think mm. a bit more, yeah
0: from awesome. I was gonna ask you one thing it doesn't have to be one thing, mm-hmm. but what's what comes to mind when you think about what you love about your job?
1: um I actually was thinking about this the other day, like because i'd had I'd spent time with someone um and they were processing some quite difficult stuff, mm. and afterwards I just thought to myself. I really love the privilege of getting to sit with people when they're going through s- stuff like that might sound a bit strange, but for me, it's such a privilege that, that someone would almost bear their soul in that way. Like mm-hmm. stuff that's really hard to share stuff. That's painful, you know, stuff that f- can feel maybe a bit embarrassing or ugly, yet they open up, you know, in the space that that is created, I sure that's such a privilege. Like it's mm. such a privilege. I don't take that lightly. And it's something I do love about my job that I get to hold and create that kind of space for people yeah. that lets them get out of those things and into freedom.
0: Amazing. Yeah. Sounds so fulfilling as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what an incredible thing. And then and you know, just as to press into that whole shepherd analogy as mm. well, you know, it's it's looking after that particular sheep, let's mm. say. Um, and allowing them to to shred whatever it is that's holding them back yeah yeah it's incredible
1: have some shearing have some do some (laughs) shearing (laughs) shed the winter coat um
0: we'll probably come back to this i think because it's you know it's part of who you are um but i thought we could press into a little bit about you and some of your maybe character traits Mm -hmm. and so uh one of the questions here is um are you more introvert or are you more extrovert?
1: I'm both.
0: You're both. Yeah. You're another ambivert. Yeah. 100%. Amazing. So so in my understanding if mm-hmm. you're an extrovert you sort of draw energy from being around other people whereas mm-hmm. an introvert you like to maybe have some time to process and mm-hmm. and, and um, recharge your energy being alone. Um, and you're saying you're, you you can do both of those things.
1: Yeah. Sometimes I need time on my own, sometimes I need time with people. Mm-hmm. If there's too much of the other, then I notice I need the other thing. So, mm. um, yeah, always kind of come out equal in that.
0: And so, if you notice that within yourself, mm. do you what what what? Just as a bit of a tip for anyone listening, um, is there something that you might do to push you the other way, or just to go, oh, actually, I need some time with some people, or I um, I need some time
1: alone. I don't. Know. I think it's just recognizing it in yourself like if you've had a really busy you know if if you're planning your schedule or whatnot it's Mm -hmm. looking like and you're like okay if this if every day there's i'm giving out 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 to Mm -hmm. people like i'm i can't sustain that Mm -hmm. and so it's it's looking ahead and you know like we've my husband and i we've had quite a busy week this week but i know like saturday there's nothing in, in the calendar. Mm -hmm. And so like, if I know then if, if I've got that busyness ahead, I feel okay with it. Like I don't, I won't let that burn me out because I know there's that recharge Mm. on your own as much as you can with a toddler as well. (laughs) Um, You know? And so like, I think it's just looking ahead and Mm -hmm. seeing like, you know, not just kind of letting it run and then burning yourself out either way and then going, Oh, I need to rectify this. But like, just being a bit balanced and sensible in in how you
0: look at what you've got going on. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I'm only asking if you're an introvert and extrovert, but I like where this is going. I think it's so common for people Mm. not to recognize that within themselves, whichever way they are. And to kind of, you know, get to a point where they're they're burnt out and, and then, you know, understand, oh not understand, but realize, Oh, I could have done this a bit better. Yeah.
1: Well, I, and I also think both, you know, Time with people, getting energy from people, time alone and getting energy from that. Mm. I think both are important for people to have in some way or another in their life. If you are constantly like around people and constantly living your life, you know, with people and busy in that way, like Mm. you're never going to be on your own, which means you're never going to address actually what's going on with you in alone time. Um, But on the flip side, if you're never with people and you seclude yourself and you isolate yourself Mm. You never get that chance for people to give you a different perspective Mm. or to help you out in some way. So, I I personally think we we all need a healthy balance dose of both. (laughs) No,
0: I agree with you, and I think it's just finding where on that graph you sort of you know fit. That makes sense. All right, cool. Um, That's really interesting. Do you know about Gary Chapman's love languages? You do. Um, What would you say are your top two love (laughs) Um, languages?
1: I think my top two have been all of them at some, <laughs> some point in my life. Yeah. Um, it was quite interesting, actually, when um, me and Liam, that's my husband's name, mm-hmm. got married. Um, I think they changed. And right. I think we realized they were maybe a bit different. Like he kind of realized his top one was probably um, acts of service. Mm-hmm. You noticed as I like did tidying and things around the house, right. he was like, Actually, I really appreciate this. Whereas before you're in that setting, you're never going to realize that. Yeah, that's fair. Like, you know, obviously he would have done stuff when he lived at home, but Mm. you just don't see it in the same way. Mm. Um, So, but I think probably always up there for me is words of affirmation. Right. Um, So yeah, that's probably one of my top ones. But being married and being married to someone whose ones are maybe a bit different, Mm -hmm. I have learned to receive love differently. Mm. That's a great point. I'm yeah. not like because he doesn't give me a compliment every day <laughs> means he's not loving me well. Yeah, that was a real like lie that had to be broken because mm. it's like well that's not true, mm. and that's just a just a really harsh ref- like reflection upon my husband. Like, yeah, sure. you know, not that he doesn't take into consideration what I appreciate, mm. but if he like tidies up or does something else. He's seeing that as mm. an act of love and a way of loving me. Yeah. So I think that was like a really interesting thing for me with the love languages yeah. was like learning to, receive, learning to receive all of them. Learning to receive all of them. <laughs> yeah.
0: And recognising that, that this is uh, an expression of love from yeah. your spouse. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the things about personality tests and all the rest of it mm. is we can get caught up in, okay, this is my label now and I'm going to stick within this. Yeah, But there is a, you know, there is a value in trying to get a broad understanding of what works for this person. And then just you know, mm. if you're going to throw throw eggs in some baskets, try and throw more in that yeah. basket, but then you yeah. know you, there are other baskets to throw the eggs. Yeah. in. Yeah, so.
1: and I think I do think if we get too rigid on some of those things, it can mm. actually be more damaging for relationships than yeah, sure. it can be helpful. Mm. And these are tools that are designed to help and mm. help your relationship be healthier. Um, and but I think you're right when we hold them too tightly, mm. and cr- we let them create our boundaries in relationship, we let them be the dictator of whether things are going right or wrong or yeah. well or not, then it can then become a bit more damaging because you're not giving space. Like you're married to another person mm. or, you know, your friend is a completely different person to you. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. not going to operate how you operate. Absolutely. So how can you expect the boundaries to exactly align and, yeah. you know, expectations to be exactly the same. Mm. So I think, yeah, there's a, they're useful, but I'm always like pinch of salt. Yeah. That's like, let's not make sure that they're really, our ultimate definition all the time
0: i'm trying to get better at mine because my least is gifts
1: right but i'm
0: terrible at receiving them <laughs> so when someone gives me a gift i have to really actively sure. be thankful <laughs> because i'm like yeah yeah whatever <laughs> yeah yeah and, then and go, they're
1: like oh, he doesn't like i it. spent three months on <laughs> yeah. this <What's>
0: going on? <laughs> i'm gonna get a little bit better at that but um,
1: get some confetti cannons get some forget
0: it's <laughs> just ready every time someone. Gives i don't you. know
1: why i'm really on confetti <laughs> cans today <laughs>
0: Um, would you say you're more logical or more emotional? Emotional. Emotional. Yes. Nice and easy, straight answer. Yeah, yeah.
1: it's no question. <laughs> and my husband is very much more logical. And he's very
0: much more logical. Yeah. And, and do the two balance out quite well? Or oh, have yeah, you because had to his logic
1: up? helps my emotions mm-hmm. and yeah. my emotion helps his logic. Brilliant. So what a win. Yeah, <laughs> it
0: works. <laughs> is that something you have to work on? Or is yeah, it kind of just kind of fit definitely. quite nicely?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely there's always work with it but i think we recognize that in one another so mm. um i mean i had to get used to him calling out some of my emotions as yeah. irrational and like not logical <laughs> yep. which isn't easiest when you know initially happens but it's good like mm. you know it, it sorts it out and not doesn't let the emotion become the truth so. yeah yeah. But yeah then i can bring emotion to sometimes his logic which is sometimes you know or da 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 da. Like hmm. this must be this, and sometimes like, well, maybe there's a shade of this to it. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he does always say he actually calls me his wisdom, so I think it works in that way nice. of like, what
0: a great word of affirmation. Uh, yeah, one. I know.
1: <laughs> I must recognise
0: that. <laughs> <Recognize it.
1: laughs> um, so yeah, it's, it's. I think that of that kind of that kindness and that that sense. Maybe I don't know. Okay. Cool. You can ask him. <laughs> I'll ask him <laughs> if that's true. <laughs>
0: are you more of a make things happen kind of person or do you tend to go with the flow
1: I'm definitely more a go with the flow right and um i've definitely had to learn not to be such a faffer
0: right faffer yes okay
1: um i would love to be more make things happen right. but i have to really work hard at that so i have to really i have to make sure like you know I have to work hard at planning a bit more to like make myself get in the frame Mm. of mind for, for getting things done. And, um, even when I was growing up, I would leave things to the last minute, like even things like revision, like we get closer and closer and, <laughs> and I'd have like a full-on meltdown and my mom would have to come and be like okay so let's make a plan like right. here's your revision timetable and then when I'd got the revision timetable I'm like bam 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 like yes. on it yes but like would leave it leave it leave it and then but I've got better <laughs> I've got better but I know that's my default so right. I, I have to be aware of that
0: so you thrive in the tension
1: no I do yeah, yeah, yeah. even at uni writing essays like mm. in the few days before like I would love, I would love to have written an essay two months before the deadline. Sure. Would have loved that. Just didn't happen. Just didn't happen.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. Um, But then you pulled it off at the end. Yeah. 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 And to be
1: fair, I did always do well, so. What did you,
0: um, can I ask what you studied?
1: Um, I studied law at university. Law, yes. wow, okay. So I did have to pull my finger out of it more than yes, amazing. <laughs> you can't coast through. A no, law you degree. can't coast through. Just sitting no. in the back and on your yeah, headphones. no, no it didn't work. <laughs> that actually did help me teach me to be on it a bit more, make well, things happen. The fact
0: that you did law all day. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, because in the end, I just <laughs> put my headphones on because you can't coast like sure. And I remember getting some results and being really disappointed because I knew I could have got mm. more and done better mm. and i knew i was capable of that i just yeah. hadn't put the work in and i was like mm, that's probably not a good attitude to mm. have so
0: so yeah learn from that Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't leave essays to the last not minute the last children minute.
0: <laughs> um what's a good compliment that you remember that's been said about you i know there's oh, probably crikey. loads to choose from but is oh. there something that stands out that made a made an impact uh, on you
1: So there was, we did this activity once with our, um, team leads at flow church. So they're our team who lead the different areas in our church as the name would suggest. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, we had a a guest come and sit with us and he got all of us to call out what, um, someone else's superpower would be Mm -hmm. like, um, a spiritual superpower. So like, we're obviously all Christians. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, what do we help people in, in their walks with, Jesus. Right. And, um, someone said of me that, um, I always reflect and help other people think about intimacy with Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was a real compliment for me because Mm -hmm. I think that's one of my, the biggest heart I have, I think for people who have given their life to Jesus Mm -hmm. is that they keep growing in intimacy and closeness with him and realize Mm -hmm. that is the most should be and can be the most treasured and most beautiful and most deep relationship that can exist in their lives so when that was recognized and called out you're like oh that's really awesome that people see that when that's such a desire of yours yeah that's a a great compliment yeah
0: and sort of digging into that a little Mm. bit um intimacy with jesus yeah what does that even mean
1: uh well like you build a close friendship with someone right um, it's exactly the same thing. Okay. So getting to know him, mm-hmm. getting to know what he's like, letting him speak into you, letting him change you, mm-hmm. um, letting him, you know, guide you, um, him being a place of, you know, like a a secret confidant, wow. you know, you tell secrets to him, you tell your deepest thoughts to him, um, sort building intimacy with Christ is imagine, you know you want, you want to build intimacy when you're married between the two of you, you know? Um, and it's in, it's in the same way. It's, it's mm. building that relationship, taking it deeper, not just keeping it surface, not just keeping it to one day a week, yes. like you involve him in everything. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, that's what that journey is
0: about for me. Interesting. I think, um, it's so easy to, 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 Maybe for people who aren't Christians, let's mm. say, or, or, you know, subscribe to any type of religion, spiritual, whatever label you put on it, um, to hear that, to hear that you mm. can have an intimate relationship mm. with with Jesus. Like, yeah. You can actually do that as opposed yeah. to uh, subscribe to a set of yeah. belief systems or values and, and say, yeah. I can align with that.
1: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And there's, it can it can be different for everyone. Yeah. Obviously sure. there are some fundamentals we <laughs> right. have to follow yeah. from the Bible, but as my relationship with you is completely different to yeah. how other friendships, sure. you know, are different. You, There are different things that get brought out and you relate to one another differently. And so it's personal, it's unique, it's mm. individual, like, and Jesus can have that with all of us, Yeah, which is what is so amazing.
0: That is amazing. Mm. Oh, thanks for, thanks for right. explaining that a little yeah. bit more. What do people misunderstand about you?
1: Um. Okay. Misunderstand. Um, uh, Well, my husband or my mom could probably answer that well for you. Right, right. Um, we'll just get him.
0: We'll call him now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I
1: can get him on the line. <laughs> yeah. Um. uh Okay. So something that they have both said to me before, which is like a misunderstanding in part, but mm-hmm. also held truth for me to work on. So, um, I don't want to just say this as like, they misunderstood me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the, so they have said, um, that sometimes there's like a tone that I can use with my voice. that can be quite cutting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the closest people to you is usually the easiest to take it out on. Um, and at first, like I was so defensive about that. Um, mm-hmm. and I felt like it was a misunderstanding because internally I'm like, well, that's not what I mean. Like, mm. I love you. I appreciate you. Like, you I respect intentions. you. Yeah yeah, 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 Like, you know, it's why would you think I'm against you? Like, mm. that's not, that's not my heart. That's not, you know, how I am towards you. But for them, that's not what they're hearing. Right. And so even though it might have been a misunderstanding of like what my actual heart was, in some way there must have been something going on because that's not what my voice and words and actions were demonstrating. So. Right. You know, it was, it was a misunderstanding in part, but at the same time it was a way for me to go, well, hang on a second. Like I might feel like I've been misunderstood, Mm -hmm. but actually there's learning here for me because the people I'm closest to are feeling hurt by something Mm. I'm saying or a way in which I'm saying things. So yeah, misunderstanding, but also I was like, hang on, there's, there's something for me to learn here. There must be some, some truth to this, Mm. like, you know it's not just me like, well, they're misunderstanding me. Yeah, I'll just yeah. carry on however I want. Um, it's actually, actually, what am I doing? How can I learn from this feedback from them? If if you will.
0: That's great. Cause there's, there's a bit of uh, self-analysis going there yeah. and sort of stepping into the feedback that you get. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah, very yeah. mature.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't, didn't happen straight away. <laughs> yeah. There were many times where I was like, well, that's not what I mean. Like, of course yeah. I love you. Like, of course I appreciate what you're doing. Sure. Um, but I would always go away and reflect, and then be like, "Well, if you know, after the fifth time of having this mm. conversation, actually, you know, perhaps there is something I should maybe be, it's I should, yeah. <laughs> I should be learning here.
0: Mm. I think. Um, I think I have a bit of a theory around you know, the way that you talk to yourself mm. on the inside sometimes gets, pro- well, not sometimes, can easily mm. be projected onto those, your nearest and dearest, yeah. um, which isn't, you know, which isn't a, a reason for doing it, but mm. it is uh, a little bit of a, you know, yellow light, so to speak, mm. to have a look at the way that you actually speak to yourself on the inside yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah,
1: sure. And it's like, it's, they're the, probably the safest place to do it as well. Because, mm. you know, it's like you're saying, it's like, well, they love me and they're for mm. me, you know, so if I do this and they're not going to leave me or da, 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 yeah, or whatnot, yeah. you know, my mom can't stop being my mom. <laughs> yeah, so, absolutely. um, So, yeah, but yeah, it's it's, it's a indicative of something else going on.
0: Mm. Yeah. And I think, um, I know we, we're, we're talking about you here and in, mm. in, in the misunderstanding, but actually it's a great lesson in that for all of us mm. to go oh, you know what? How do I talk to myself? How mm. do I think on the inside? Because yeah. what happens here comes comes out, doesn't it?
1: Definitely. Yeah. Definitely does. It's an overspill.
0: Mm. Uh, so part of Going Courage is to go. Mm-hmm. It's in the title, which requires action. So there is a sense of productivity mm-hmm. about what we're trying to achieve here. Um, so I'm interested, do you have a, a routine or a rhythm um, about your life that helps you stay productive?
1: Um, yes. and for me getting into a good rhythm made my productivity like increase so much more. Um, and I think especially in the job that I do, there is, I don't have to show up at an office with a boss going, you know, where are you? Like, you know, here's your deadlines, here's your projects. Like there aren't external factors in that way to Mm. help my productivity, which Mm. in previous jobs, like I've, I've only been a pastor for, Golly gosh. Oh, well, four years now. I say okay, that's quite a while now. Four yeah, years. Four wow. Years. I Come didn't even realize on. that. Yeah, confetti. <laughs> yeah, yeah. was <where's> the confetti. <laughs> um, so, uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. In other jobs, they've had those external factors that have helped, you know, yeah. especially with what I discussed before of having the tendency to go with the flow a yes, bit more. yes, yes. Those external factors were really helpful in productivity, mm. whereas... It was a definite learning curve for me when I stepped into being a pastor full time. Right. There was none of that. Mm. You're in this super, your week stretches ahead. It's a super spacious week. Yes. You know, and there's obviously like you meet with people, but a lot of the time that's in the evening because people are at work. Yeah. And if you have meetings, that's in the evening because, Mm. uh, you know, volunteers are at work during the day. Um, And obviously Sundays are like a go day for church service. Um, And so during the day, there was like this such expanse of time. Mm. Um, And so getting a rhythm to our week um, has helped and we've had to adapt and adjust that in different seasons. So before we had Samson, our little boy, um, you know, it was, it was a different rhythm and we could take, we had Mondays off and then like we mm. had different, you know, things we did on each day, we would kind of give them a focus. But mm. when you have a child in the mix, like you can't afford childcare because that's very expensive. Very expensive. Um, <laughs> you know, it it takes on a different, you have to adapt and adjust it. Sure. And I notice when um, we get out of rhythm. So like recently in mm. my first trimester of, of pregnancy, I was really sick and, and nauseous. Right. So, I mean, it, everything went out the window mm. like for a, a couple of weeks, and then it was really hard to get back into it. Yes. Like, and so I do notice when I'm out of rhythm, the productivity definitely goes down. Mm. Um, and it's super helpful for me. Um, but I have to really work at being disciplined to put the rhythm in, in place. Yes. And, um, that's something my husband is actually, you know, good at getting us to do, right? Um,
0: kind of fits in with that logical side, yeah. As well, I guess. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, you know and getting a rhythm to our week and mm. you know we recently sat down and looked at like the first quarter of 2023 because if we right. don't then it just comes and gets yes. ahead and then you're just reacting rather than you know being on it and, yeah, and being yeah. active to to something so yeah rhythms definitely equals more pro- productivity mm. for me helps me go more with what I'm going to be doing in life
0: which is interesting because if you are a go with a flow person not you but us as people yeah. um, and you think about having a routine, it just sounds mm. like, oh, my freedom is gone. Yeah. Oh, routine, that's what, you know, they do. I mm-hmm. don't do that. But actually it gives you more freedom, doesn't it?
1: Oh, totally. Mm. And like, it's not like you have to be regimented. Like mm. our rhythm is probably very flexible sure. compared to other people's, right. um, you know, but we can afford to, to be that, you mm. know, and, and we're not like if we don't stick to it, you know every single hour of every single day of the week then that's really bad
2: yeah Um, you don't get your sticker for the week yeah yeah but we
1: know i guess we use it maybe as a framework and then if stuff comes up we can adapt because in our job role that does happen you know if someone gets really sick or they lose someone or they're going through a personal crisis like you have to respond to that Mm. um and so you know you'll lose a day to that when you would have been prepping for a sermon oh. or you know that was your day when you were maybe going to be like with samson for the day so yeah. then we have to swap so right we ha- it helps us yes but we don't like there an a rigidity to it mm. like we're not like yes let's that has to stick and if we don't then we're somehow failing we're failing like, yeah. yeah
0: i think um i think having both of you together co-pastoring mm. well i'm assuming would be helpful with that because mm-hmm. now you can sort of you know, fill each other, fill the gap when the other person can't, and things like that. Definitely, yeah. definitely.
1: That's that's a real strength. It's very helpful. Mm, yeah,
0: brilliant. Good, well thought out. Yeah. Well. <laughs> well thought out. <laughs> <well. laughs> All right. So I'm excited to get here. Um, we're going to have a look, look at the word courage, mm-hmm. and it's such a big topic. Yes. Um. So I thought we could go wide, sure. and then start narrowing in. Sure. That's okay. So what comes to mind when you think of the word courage? What does courage mean to Emily?
1: Um, I think like a few things come to mind when I think of courage. Um, one of them, you know, for me, like opposite courage is maybe being, you know, stuck in something that stops you being courageous. So courage to me is overcoming anything that stops you from being courageous. Um, I think courage to me is like, not necessarily, you know, going for the huge, big things in life, which are courageous. But for me, moments where I've noticed biggest moments of courage in my life is probably being vulnerable. Mm. Like actually being courageous about something that's going on inside of you. Mm. um, I think have been the, for me personally, moments when I've seen courage i feel like i've been most courageous um in life so i think courage to me is overcoming something internal that would mm. otherwise have held you back and choosing not to give in to that yes. but um stepping out anyway um yeah those okay. are some that's things good. that come to mind and and, and
0: and can you think of an example of of uh, when that's happened in your life that you feel comfortable sharing uh,
1: yeah sure um i think When, well, there's a couple ways in which I think this has been demonstrated in my life. Um, usually like whenever I have to preach, so Mm -hmm. give a teaching from, from the Bible for our church, um, is a massive moment of vulnerability. Um, and then in, in a different way, then, um, I can remember when, uh, Liam and I first started dating and. I mean, if you know my husband, any way, shape or form, you know, you're going to have intense conversations about what's going on inside of you and, um, how your journey is going with Jesus. So, you know, our dates were always very interesting in that sense. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I can remember having conversations, you know, about stuff in my past and stuff I was struggling with. Mm. And I think, you know, a moment where I actually said to him, one of my biggest uh, journeys has been overcoming insecurity in my life, right? And I think one of the most vulnerable, courageous moments I had is was actually voicing that that was a struggle, right? And actually recognizing out loud, yes. the hold that that had in my life, and in out loud, mind. you know, oh, actually, you know, I think he asked me a question like, "Can you ever imagine being free from this?" Mm. And for the first time, like ever, I think I was like, I really can't. Uh. And to actually like be vulnerable, you know, to say that and be courageous for me, that's courageous. Cause it's like, you could keep, you could choose to keep that inside. You mm. could choose to protect that because yeah. it's, you know, there's pain associated with it. It's a, it's a difficult space within your heart. Like, mm. you know, it's not an easy thing to, to express. Mm. Whereas for me, it's courageous. Vulnerability is courageous, um because it's like it's it's choosing to to say something out loud that is easier to just keep protected within yourself. Yeah,
0: yeah, and and sort of kick down the field and deal with it later yeah, on, sort of thing. Yeah. yeah,
1: and just kind of carry on going through life and mm. you know manage it. Yeah, but never voice it to get help with it.
0: And 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 he and, and this is while you're dating. So then there's also that yes. layer of. <laughs> what is this person going to think of me now that i've shared this yeah are they gonna want to continue this relationship yeah yeah
1: so it's like being vulnerable is so courageous because of those Mm. things you said as well like you don't know how the other person's going to respond to it like Mm. you know you don't know if they're going to have any they might not necessarily be able to help you like so there's lots of things tied up in it Mm. um but yeah
0: oh that's powerful I think, I think it's, uh, it's quite common as well. Mm. Um, I'm going to sound like an old man when I say in this day and age, <laughs> but, day and age. but there's so much, you know, that's being um, thrown at us, mm. um, whether it's social media, whether it's, you know, peer pressure or all the rest mm. of it. Uh, it's really hard to show weakness or show yeah. that you're not doing well in a particular mm. area of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I agree. I think it takes a lot of courage uh, for the admission of it um mm-hmm. that's even before you get to the actionable yeah. part of you know yeah. making changes yeah. yeah
1: i think for me as well there was so much tied up in like if i admit this like what are people going to think of me you mm-hmm. know and and then when especially then like stepping into being a pastor like mm-hmm if I share a story about something I'm struggling with, is that going to, is that going to mean people think I I don't have what it takes to Mm, lead this church? Like, you know, and it's something I do admire about Liam is his honesty. And, you Mm. know, it's been a tough season for the church over the last couple of years with the pandemic and figuring out how to move forward. And, you know, we're trying new things Mm. and I love that he is courageous enough to be vulnerable of like, we're trying, you know, I don't have all the answers, you know, I feel unsure about this sometimes. Mm. And I think there's such a, it's actually really releasing when you are, but Mm. you know, and I think you have to be okay with it. Some people are going to take it the wrong way. And some people, you know, some people are going to form their own opinions on that. Mm. But most of the time that's because they've got some stuff going on themselves. It's, It's not very often an actual reflection on you sure um so yeah there's definitely a huge thing with vulnerability of like you know how's this going to be taken what are people going to perceive me as if if i share this Mm. um and i i mean i wouldn't be a person that advocates for being vulnerable to anyone and everyone left right and center every second of the day sure i don't think that's healthy for you either um finding those spaces where it's like a good space to be vulnerable Mm. um but even that still takes courage it's to still take
0: courage. And and I suppose in that as well, you know, you're you're saying find a safe space, yes. a safe person. Yeah. Um, you know, people you've maybe developed a little bit of trust with and things 100%, like that. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think definitely. it's important. Uh, I think the danger of you know, I guess I'm, I'm wearing the little shepherd hat now. That sure. that's okay to borrow, <laughs> yeah. but you know, if you if you're helping people out, you know, and they're going, oh, I'm being vulnerable and mm. I'm telling everyone what's going on. Um, not everyone has that same desire to be empathetic and mm-hmm. helpful because um, there's a lot of comparison out there, mm-hmm. isn't there? And People yeah. tend to say, oh, well, that one's got a problem, and I'm, I'm I'm doing really well, yeah. Which then feeds into the insecurity. You know, yeah, like, am I as good as the yeah the next for person? Sure.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think when you're first going to be vulnerable like choose it really wisely but ultimately i think when you've overcome whatever it is you're vulnerable about that can then be used as a testimony and, and helpful yep. story for other people. So yeah. I do believe it can progress to a point where you could share it to a room full of people sure. and it's not going to be harmful to you because you've dealt with it. Yeah. You've overcome. Yeah. Um. But that initial first, you know, those first few mm. moments of of sharing and times when it's going to be quite raw to, to get it out, then mm. definitely choose wisely. I think who you do that with.
0: Yeah, no, that's good. I think- I think as well as humans, you know, we, we respond well when someone's vulnerable mm. and they're open.
1: Definitely. You know? we, we do love authenticity. We do. It's just, we're not always willing we're to just do it yeah, yeah. It's a bit scary. <laughs> we're like, you be vulnerable.
0: <laughs> and then maybe I'll think about yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, But I think, um, you know, it's hard, you know, I can, I can take it down the superhero mm-hmm. road. So when you have a superhero who hasn't got any flaws and hasn't got anything that you can relate to they they tend to be kind of you know at an arm's length whereas sure. if you've got one it doesn't have to be a superhero it can be a character or whatever in any <laughs> movie or book books. yes I do like a bit of the superhero <laughs> vibes but there's um there's something in that where mm-hmm. you can say oh here's someone who's got some adversity to overcome and if they could do it maybe yeah. I could do it yeah as opposed to the expert who knows mm-hmm. everything and can do everything and mm-hmm. you can't really relate to that. Yeah.
1: Mm. I think you know a real example for me that's that's helped me is going to obviously my faith in Mm -hmm. in jesus is we see him do this Mm -hmm. um and there's a moment where jesus is praying in a garden and um if you aren't aware or don't know like he was he was about to be killed on a cross um and he he's praying to to his father in heaven to god and he's saying like you know if if this, if this is, is not your cup, please take it from me. Mm -hmm. And it's this extreme moment of vulnerability that you're like, it's from Jesus who we believe is the the son of God, the savior of the world. He's this guy who came to earth, fully human and fully God. And God is having this moment of being vulnerable and saying, this feels too hard. Like, Mm. but if it's your will, I trust you. Like, and so for me, like, you know, Seeing Jesus do that, mm. and I base my life on trying to follow Jesus' example and you know, be become more like him. That's my ultimate goal in mm. life is to become as much like Jesus as I can, yeah. And so, if I see him do that, someone who is fully human and fully God, you know, then who am I to think vulnerability doesn't have a place in my life? Mm. Um, so yeah, That's I great. think honest admissions are extremely helpful for us all
0: yeah absolutely i feel like we could talk for hours on <laughs> yeah. that just that one <laughs> yeah. one little bit but we, we, we'll move on and uh, and uh i might have to get you back on that <laughs> um was it was it was there like a movie or a book or some kind of play artwork any type of resource out there that really inspired you to to overcome fear or move to become more courageous
1: i think recently there's been a book I've read that I would say has inspired it in me mm-hmm. and I'm on the journey to taking actions towards that okay. um so I read a book called the Land of Hope and Glory which right. um is basically the the stories of different Christian revivals from like the twelve hundreds through to to nearly present day right. um and so it it charts all the revivals that have happened mm-hmm. um all across Britain um And reading the stories of what these people were willing to go through, Mm -hmm. what they were willing to give up, you know, what they were willing to sacrifice what They were willing, you know, they were willing to be honest about and have insults thrown at them, Mm. have vegetables thrown at them back in the day, (laughs) like, you know, they were sidelined. I mean, churches even, you know, disowned them. Mm. And so for me, when I read that book, I was so inspired about this idea of, of getting over the fear of man. Mm. You know, these people didn't live with any fear of, I mean, I say any fear of man, if they did, they overcame it. Mm -hmm. They chose Mm -hmm. to go and they chose to be courageous. When you say
0: fear of man, you're saying fear of other people's opinions. Yeah, fear of other people's
1: opinions, you know, fear that they won't like you anymore, fear (laughs) that you'll be ousted from a friendship group, fear that you'll be seen as different, fear that you'll be, you know, sidelined, left out, all Mm. those kind of things. And so they, they kind of didn't let that Mm. dictate how much they stepped out for the gospel of Jesus, like the good news of Jesus, what we call it. Um, and so that's, that's inspired me recently of like, oh man, there's so much more you could be experiencing if you stepped into courage Mm. and you were courageous, regardless of how someone's going to treat you. Um, and so I'm that's inspired me to like really think about, okay, where is fear still having a hold on me? Where am I letting it dictate my actions? Mm. Where am I letting it dictate, you know, what I choose to do with my day, who I choose to speak to, how I choose to step Mm. out. And if these people, you know, they can do it and they, they're a human like me and they believe the same things I do. Mm. Um, they had the same Bible I had. They believe in the same God. They followed the same Jesus. Like was stopping We're me. Was
0: stopping you. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. There's a, there's a, oh, I can't remember the quote now, but it goes something along the lines of, actually, let me just, just say it in my long winded way. Sure. <laughs> Rick's version. It, this is my version. <laughs> but like, you know, if someone goes for a hundred meter run mm. and then they do it in say wherever the world. Mm, like 12, no, 11
1: no. seconds. No, probably faster than that. So like nine. Yeah.
0: But they, let's say they break a record and they do mm-hmm. it in 10 seconds. We'll use a nice round sure. figure until that person does that mm. the other people don't even know it's possible yes and yeah, so you yeah. inspire others by going as far as you can as That's well true. which sounds yeah, like this yeah. book has, is yeah. doing for you yeah you know? definitely yeah
1: yeah when you see actually you know how countries started to be changed mm. you know and laws were changed in the land mm. because of someone was courageous with their faith yes yes you're then like Oh, okay. There's, you know, I believe, you know, that we can get there again yeah. and possibly even further. So, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. That's definitely true. That's
0: good. Could you say the name of the book one last time and then uh, oh. Land
1: of Hope and Glory.
0: Land I of can't remember glory. who
1: it's by. That's but. Okay, we we'll pop a link in the <laughs> it's description. Like a light blue cover. <laughs> okay, if <laughs> that, that helps.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just look around the book, yeah, yeah. bookshops. <laughs> Amazing. Um, I know we've kind of covered this a little mm-hmm. bit, but maybe there's another example you can think of, but. Uh, can you think of an example where you had to put it on the line and really just risk it, just just go all out?
1: Um, I think with again, like, you know, it's probably tied into to being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest, I think anytime you take a risk, you're being vulnerable, really, aren't you? Yeah. Um But I I guess it was a it was a put it on the line for me because you know, if, if people didn't buy into it, then I wasn't going to be doing anything. (laughs) So basically it was like this, um, this teaching school, like for three nights a week, which as flow church, we, we do, um, occasionally Mm -hmm. on different topics. And, and I had this idea around doing one with, um, female leaders, so women wow. who are involved in leadership um, within churches or within Christian charities, that was kind of me- – or if they mm. felt like there was a leadership calling on, mm. on their life, like they were going to step into being a leader at some point. Right. Um, and so for me, that was a huge moment of putting it on the line because you have all these thoughts of like, well, who am I to mm. run something for other leaders? Like, you know, and what if they just think I'm being – arrogant or what if they think like what she got to share or, Mm -hmm. you know, what if no one signs up, like, or what if two people sign up or what if a bunch sign up, but then Mm -hmm. they come and they're like, that was rubbish, Mm -hmm. you know, and they don't want to come back or. And so for me, I think that was a moment of being, you have to put yourself out there yeah, and go, I, you know, I really believe this is something on my heart. I believe it's been, you know, for me with my faith, I, I pray to Jesus and speak to him. I felt like he had, like we were talking about that relationship. Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, he can speak back in that way. So Mm. I felt like he'd spoken to me about doing it. Um, but until you actually step out and try, like you don't know. Um, so for me, that was definitely a, it was a moment to be courageous. And it was, for me, it was a good moment to, to almost test, have I overcome insecurity? Mm. Cause it's like, will I do it? even if it doesn't go right. And if it doesn't go right, will I still feel insecure about it? Mm. Or have I overcome that enough now that actually this, you know, even if it doesn't go right, that's not a reflection that I'm a bad person or struggle with things, you know? So that was probably a moment, yeah, where I had to step out, be courageous in that way.
0: And how did it turn out?
1: Oh, uh, it was awesome! It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was. We had women from, I think, like five different countries, oh, um, and yeah, it was a really awesome time.
0: Yeah, excellent. Yeah. So, what did you learn from that experience in terms of you know putting it on the line, being mm-hmm. vulnerable, having those thoughts beforehand, and mm-hmm. then it happening? And you're saying it was it went extremely well.
1: Um. Honest. Honestly, first thing that came to my mind there was um, to not think about myself as much when I'm making decisions mm. or things. Because that ultimately served a bunch of women that mm. wouldn't have had that space before. Yeah. So it didn't have anything to do with me, mm. um, really. And if if I'd let those thoughts that were centered around me mm. dictate my decisions, then these women would never have benefited from that yeah, space. That's good. Um, Yeah.
0: And I guess going forward now, if you do things like that, mm. you've got sort of an anchor to go, well, actually, yeah. how much of me am I putting yeah. into this? Yeah.
1: And I think it's like, you know, it's not, it's it's not basing your decisions on a certain outcome. Obviously you want things to be fruitful. You want things to go well, but you know, it's, it's getting to that place for me anyway, with what I do like even if it just helps one person. So mm. even if just one woman signed up, mm. but I got three nights one-on-one with mm. a woman who was in leadership and maybe didn't feel like she had that space to share, be vulnerable herself. That's huge,
2: yeah. yeah. you know?
1: So I think it's it's not setting your your success in any certain way, but mm. like if you know you're being asked to do something or you feel strongly about stepping out in some way, like- Okay, just go for it, trust it. If Mm. if no one benefits from it, like well you benefited because you overcame something. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So like don't see it as a a failure or you know, I think it's that thing, yeah, taking yourself out of the equation as as much as possible in that sense.
0: Mm. I I love that thought about you, you know, if, if even if nobody came, even if you know, nothing mm-hmm. happened, you actually overcame yeah. something within yourself. Mm-hmm. I think that's really valuable. Yeah. So it's a win-win yeah. to just go for it. You
1: still learn a lesson. You still mm. progressed, you know, with us in our faith, it, I still stepped out with Jesus. You know, mm-hmm. that's a good thing for us. Jesus in, in the Bible calls those who follow him to a path of obedience to mm-hmm. his ways and his words and stuff. So for me, that was a, that was a win in that sense. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I did something for Jesus. So. Yeah. For me, that, that one, you know, and, and for anyone, if you do step out and it doesn't go how you want it to, um, and even if you don't have the same faith I do, like you're saying, you've, (laughs) you've still won, you overcame something, like learn from it and go again.
0: Are are there people who come to mind, um, who've challenged you to grow? I know you you mentioned Liam Mm -hmm. a little bit earlier on uh, when you were dating some of those conversations, but are there people that come to mind, maybe mentors, maybe mm-hmm. people you've met along your journey, that have come to mind that 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 really helped to push you forward away from insecurity mm-hmm. fears and things like that?
1: Um I'm, I'm probably I'm gonna have to sound like a broken record, but it will like the first person and most prominent person is Liam.
0: You should marry that guy. Yeah. Oh, you did. You <laughs> yeah. Did.
1: That was a good life <laughs> That's decision. a good choice. <laughs> um because Not only in how he has pushed me, but in how he lives his life. Right. He has gone through so much opposition towards him, Mm. but still doesn't let that dictate how he chooses to Mm. do things. And he, you know, I I get the privilege of having that behind the scenes seat in his life. And, you know, he, he goes around. And speaks quite a bit and is starting to speak more across Europe and stuff. And, you know, people might think, well, he does that all the time. Mm. But there's still like a, there's still this choice, you know, every time before he goes abroad, there's still a choice of like, Mm. I've got to gear myself up for this and like, you know, get over any fears. like, what if they're the same ones? What if there's not many people there? What Mm. if it doesn't go well? But every time he just does it. And the thing that I love is it regardless of who's there, he does it with full, the full force of everything he has. Mm. So it's not like I'm not going to let fear or, you know, lack of courage or or whatever dictate how I show up. Yeah. I think that's such a big thing that I've learned from him, even when he was a, a, a youth pastor. So he led the the young people at a previous church. mm mm-hmm didn't matter how many were in in the room. Could have been 200 that night, could have been a small group of 30. Like he showed up the same. Mm. So like none of that other stuff let him dictate how he showed up. And I think that's such Mm. a big lesson I've learned from him um, in not letting fear determine how you show up somewhere and how you show up for other people.
0: It's really good. And and if you don't mind me saying, uh, that's not something like a – Coldplay performance where you're going to go out and you're going to get paid thousands and thousands of pounds for doing something and Mm -hmm. and and, you know helping people to feel good it's Mm. actually he's speaking a message that might not be received well yeah could be controversial yeah um or might challenge people in a way that they don't necessarily want to be challenged in that moment yeah and to still have that
1: yeah um well i know he's had times where he spoke a message and like most of the room left mm. this is teenagers so sure. a yeah. <laughs> bit different yeah. adults might be a bit more <laughs> they might just disagree in their heads <laughs> yes, yes 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 um but then come back the same week and gone again mm. the next week and, and gone again so yeah. yeah it's 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 not the easy easiest thing to do but he doesn't yet yeah, doesn't let fear dictate
0: it mm that's amazing because that effectively you know courage isn't the absence of fear is it mm. it's 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 the decision to move forward mm-hmm. despite having mm-hmm. any fear or any mm. kind of um reasons not to do mm. it so yeah that's powerful
1: yeah so yeah sorry if that's a broken record no it's he, cool I, I, <laughs> he really has inspired that
0: i kind of sort of create that space in the podcast <laughs> to give a shout out to someone that you wanted to give a shout <laughs> out it looks like you have so that's I've great i've done it already <laughs> <laughs> amazing all right um if you were in my shoes, mm-hmm. I only know what I know. Sure. If you were in my shoes, what would what question would you ask yourself around the topic of courage?
1: Um, probably ask something like, why is courage important?
0: Ooh, what a great question. How would you answer that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> what do you think, Ruth? <laughs> um, why is courage important? Um, well, I think for some of the reasons we probably covered like, Um, courage is important because you never know who's going to benefit on the other side of it. Mm. Um, it's important because it's helps you grow and it helps you overcome stuff that's holding you back. Mm. Um, yeah, it stops, it stops lies being the dictator in your life. It stops fear determining how you should live and Mm. see yourself and show up. Um, and yeah, I think ultimately that first one I said, courage is important because, You just don't know who else could benefit from Mm. it. I think, you know, let's stop making decisions based on how much we're going to feel good from them. Instead, let's be courageous. Let's live our lives with courage in the hope that it benefits other people around Mm. us instead of living a life that's comfortable and we always feel good and, you know, all right with our circumstances. And we create this almost cotton wool sense of living around us, but we take that down, we get vulnerable, Mm. we step out. Um, we're willing to try different things for the sake of, you know, maybe this will help someone else Mm,
0: and contribute to the, the, the being of the world. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Playing our part.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's why courage is important. That's why courage
0: is important. (laughs) What a a great question. There we go. (laughs) Amazing. Um, You've you've mentioned your you know, your relationship with Jesus, mm-hmm. your Christian faith, which makes so much sense because you're a pastor.
1: Yes. I mean, yes, that's it, good. It kind of that's works thing, quite well, yeah. doesn't it?
0: Um, if someone was listening today and um you could say one thing to them mm-hmm. about having that faith, about mm-hmm. maybe just starting that journey, what what would you say? What what tip would you give them?
1: Just really try it.
0: Really try it.
1: Not give it you know, slight FaceTime, really try it. And when I mean that, really try it, go to church for six months, try Mm. it, read Mm. the Bible, start in the gospels, which is the first four books of the new Testament, read about who Jesus is. Mm. I think we have such an idea of Christianity from whatever setup we've had in England, um, But I want people to get to know Jesus Mm. and that's, you know, it's a basis of my faith. And so I would say, really try it. Don't just go on a Christmas in Easter. Don't just say you've tried occasionally praying or you've gone through some religious ceremony of some kind Go to church six months, Mm. read a Bible, find a Christian. You will find them, (laughs) (laughs) you know, Um, find, ask some questions, you Mm. know, it actually explore it like your life depended on in that way, because Mm. we obviously have that kind of belief, Mm. you know, like actually try it out Mm. seriously and properly like consider it in your life.
0: And, and so I really like what you said mm. there in terms of like your life depended yeah. on it. Because I think if you if your life depends on something, you really do yeah. go for it, don't yeah. you? Um, so if if I was someone who wanted to check that out, would mm. I go, would I knock out a door at a church? Is there like, would I grab a Bible and start reading it? What would you say? Yeah,
1: I mean, grab a Bible, start reading it. Like I said, best place to start, New Testament. First mm. four, four books of that. You'll learn all about who Jesus is, how he lived his life. And ultimately his death and then when he raised from the dead again, which is what we base our faith on today. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, yeah, go go find a local church. Just try it. I mean, obviously they're very different. So there's lots of different types of churches. Um, or, you know, Flow Church do have a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's called Flow Box. Mm-hmm. And, and we have a bunch of different things on there. Um, you know, there is a box actually on there. What is a pastor? So if you're like, Maybe. actually, what is this strange phenomenon <laughs> is that, she's talking who about? Is this lady? <laughs> um, you can go check it out. Um, but we have our Sunday services on there. We mm-hmm. have topics on there all from like healing. So as Christians, we believe you, you, we can pray and, and see people healed. Mm-hmm. Um, we have, we have, Um, guided prayers on there. So if you're struggling with sleep or anything like that, like you can listen to Mm -hmm. prayers. Um, we have some other box sets. Yes. On some different topics. Um, and then are some Sunday services on there. There's some music on there too, from, from some of our our people who sing and play instruments. So yeah, there's a, that would also be a great place for people Mm to start exploring.
0: Yeah, and not so scary because you can just no, pop on YouTube. yeah, you can YouTube. just
1: look on YouTube, Amazing. find something that catches your attention and just see what happens. Amazing.
0: <laughs> and, you, and you have a website?
1: Yes, www.flowchurch.co.uk. Cool. Um, so if you are local, mm-hmm. um, our rhythm at Flowchurch is a bit different for the weekend. So right. on a Friday night um, is online only. And mm-hmm. that's where we do, our, Um, it's called Word for the Weekend. Right. So that's where we teach from the Bible on different topics each Friday, and then on a Sunday, we have two different locations where you can go and have physical church with one another and The mm-hmm. idea of that is to connect with one another, have community time mm. um and then also we do something called worship where we sing right. to to god and and then we have time of of prayer with each other as well, so Amazing. they can find those locations on the website
0: incredible. I think we covered a lot today. Yeah,
1: that's good. I'm
0: really thankful. I feel
1: courageous. You <laughs> feel <laughs> courageous, yeah.
0: <laughs> Building courage. Yes. Um, if uh, if people wanted to connect with you online, where could mm-hmm. they find you?
1: Um, so I do have Instagram. Okay. Um, you can probably that's the best way to do it. Parker Emily underscore.
0: Brilliant. We'll pop it on the screen as well. The Instagram
1: like handle.
0: Excellent. And uh, I'm putting you on the spot here, but if someone had a question uh, outside of the, uh, from, that's come out of this mm-hmm. podcast. Could they uh, send you a message or
1: yeah, of course, a comment or something like that. Absolutely,
0: amazing. We have some exciting topics that we're going to cover next year:
1: mm. parenting, wow,
0: relationships, wow, and we might even tackle a little bit of faith stuff. Okay, I'd love to have you back.
1: Yeah, I mean, for I would, all of those, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you if do willing to come back,
1: I'll be here in a heartbeat.
0: Amazing. I'll try and find some confetti. Yeah, yeah i would
1: i'd really appreciate that, that would be good wouldn't it that'd be good every Any, so often a good answer a good answer <laughs> yeah
0: what happens if you answer and there's no confetti in the background
1: well i'm courageous rick and you've overcome i've overcome insecurity Amazing. not gonna let the result base how i feel about myself brilliant
0: i like it <laughs> excellent well thank you so much for being here with us today thank
1: you for having um, me thanks
0: you guys for listening at home i hope you could, h- hope you could i hope you took something away from that and uh, whatever you're doing go encourage If you enjoyed that podcast today, please do take a second to click like, subscribe and give us some feedback on the parts that you enjoyed most. Quick reminder, you can find us on Apple Podcast, Spotify Podcast, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. Connect with us. We'd love to hear how your journey from fear to courage is going.